Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pet podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet with the one and only Mr. Eric Muller, who just got back from the VRMA, the biggest short-term rental company conference, should I say, in the world. And we're going to all hear all about it from him. What's up, Eric? What's up, man? And that was definitely a powerful, powerful intro. I yeah, did you, did you like that one? Yeah, thanks for the energy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, first of all, I have to say I was so jealous to see all the photos of you hanging out with our students or the mastermind members, you know, people who read our emails, listen to the podcast. Uh, super, uh, super bummed that I couldn't be there, but uh, but I'm glad that uh, you had a great time there. Uh, for the people who don't know what the VRMA is, it's the Vacation Rental Management Managers Association. I think it's the biggest association in our industry, the, the most well-known, and they organize several events each year. They do an international one that just took place in San Antonio. They do a one in Europe and they, I think they have some smaller events as well, but the one that you just went to, that's like the, the big one, right? The international yeah. conference uh, that uh, started on Sunday and just yeah. uh, just finished up uh, yesterday. So, so yeah, I'm excited to, to get some takeaways, man. Like how, uh, how was it? Yeah, it was, I mean, man, it was awesome. You know, it was the first big uh, event I went to, you know, post the pandemic or during the pandemic. Um, so it was awesome, man. Like I was just mentioning offline, like it felt like a big family reunion for me at least. Cause you know, we're seeing students, we're seeing mastermind members, uh, you know, running into all of our technology partners and, you know, um, it was, it was freaking awesome, man. So, you know, we, I, I spent most of the time at, you know, in the lobby, just networking, talking to people. And uh, I, I only sat in on uh, one session and it was with, uh, it was a uh, revenue management, <clears throat> excuse me. And then also my voice is completely shot because, uh, you know, just talking all day and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I only sat in on one session with, um, uh, with revenue management, but outside of that, uh, and the only reason I was there was because Andrew Kitchell kind of dragged me in there. Um, so, but outside of that, I spent all the time just in the vendor uh, location, the big vendor room, and then the lobby, just networking, seeing everyone, everyone's giving each other hugs. And it was just like, we like, it, it felt like the entire industry made it through one of the most challenging times ever in our industry. And everyone was just there, just kind of celebrating together that uh, not only did we, did we make it through this challenge, but also... Man, a majority of people are doing extremely well right now. <clears throat> you know, like uh, 
it was almost like this era, like COVID era was actually a benefit for most people, especially here in the States. You know, I can't really talk about like outside the States, but especially here in the States, the tech companies, the managers, the investors, everyone did extremely well. Teams are growing. People are raising money. Uh, yeah. Some of the best months that they've ever had. So it was awesome, man. Uh, you were definitely missed. Uh, everybody was asking about you and, uh, you know, wanting you to be there. So I think next year, um, you know, like renting a booth there just to, just, to, <laughs> just to have one spot to meet everybody, you know, mm. we'll have like an overnight success booth and maybe do some podcasts there and stuff like that. So yeah, it was awesome, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. We went, uh, two years ago, I think last year the conference didn't happen. But two yep. years ago, we went to New Orleans, yep. And uh, that was a that was a great time. That was right after a couple months after we did our first uh, SCR Legends Mastermind event in Puerto Rico. It was just yep. a couple months after that, and uh, man, that was a that was so much fun. Um, yeah. They uh, were there. Just I remember, just like you said, I also ended up spending most time networking with people, which I actually think. Is always the most valuable way to spend your time. I mean, some, if you're interested in a particular topic or something, the talks are good. Uh, but I remember uh, I used to go to a lot of conferences when I was still travel blogging. And I actually took a course on how to make the most of a, of a conference. You know, and that was kind of interesting. Like you look up the people that you, that you really want to meet and you make sure you find them, you make a list and all that kind of stuff, reaching out people yeah. front. But anyway, the takeaway from that course as well was like, you know, a conference is such a unique opportunity to meet people in person, right? Because it's such a, you build such a more, more strong connection when you meet somebody in real life versus over over Zoom, which we are so used to now. So meeting yeah. everybody over Zoom, I mean, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of people now that I feel like I know pretty well, but actually actually never met them in person. Dude, you know, you know, what's crazy about saying that is like, that's why it felt like a big family reunion because, you know, we've spent, you know, if you're in the industry and you're going on <clears throat> trainings and webinars and podcasts and all this other stuff, uh, you know, like we build relationships with people through Zoom. So uh, like Andrew Kitchell from, from, uh, um, where is he from? Lyric and uh, Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Yes. Uh, my brain is still a little foggy from, uh, from that. <laughs> from the last few days. Um, you know, I, I've known him for years now. We've done so much together. We've never met in person. And that was the first time we met in person. We're like, holy crap, this is crazy. We feel like friends that are reuniting. And this is the first time that we're actually meeting. So I'm noticing that, <clears throat> man, right now, even though like it's annoying being on Zoom all the time, it's a really good way to build strong connections with people. And then going to an event like VRMA and uh, meeting those people in person just really solidifies that connection. So, um, yeah, sorry for my coughing. My throat is freaking killing me. It's nuts. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, yeah, so the people are incredible. Um, the, the session wasn't as big as... I don't know. It was, it was really interesting. I want, I want to really connect with, with the people over at VRMA and, you know, get us a, a bit more um, uh, involved with that organization because they're clearly doing some incredible stuff. Not only the events and the, the, you know, bringing communities together, but they're really impacting the industry on a high level. Um, but it was interesting. I'm really curious to see how many people they had there. 
I heard rumors that there was a thousand people there. Um, I heard rumors that there was 5,000 people there. I didn't see that many people. I couldn't really tell because uh, we were kind of all just in the, the bar area. Um, but uh, it was nuts. Uh, we, you know, the, the comp, this is some of the takeaways that, that I got from this. Um, one is the companies that made it through like the legacy companies of the new short-term rental industry, like AirDNA, Wheelhouse, um, Noise Aware, like those types of companies. And then the operators that made it through COVID are doing extremely well, which blows my freaking mind that we're in a pandemic. The world stopped traveling. Borders are shut down. Governments aren't allowing certain cities to operate all this stuff. Um, but companies are having the best months, best year that they've ever had. They're growing their team. They're raising money. Uh, they're expanding all this stuff. I was just completely blown away by it. Everyone has new products and new solutions, all of that. Um, so that was really, really uh, nice to see and nice to hear. Um, of course, I you know ran into some people that are struggling and most of those people, uh, most of those operators are in urban areas. Um, they're either in the mass release model, which by the way, I did, it, it, I'm going to be all over the place here. Um, mo two years ago, when we were in VRMA in New Orleans, the new hot topic and the big companies that drawn all the attention were the big mass releasing companies, right? Uh, now, who are making, grabbing all the attention are managers, so management companies and investment companies. So mm -hmm. everybody now is either managing at a high level when I say everybody, a huge majority, the new the new hot topic there is managing at a high level um, and investing. So there's multiple companies there that were vendors that had new investment models into vacation rentals and short-term rentals, things like that, who came from the management side, right? Uh, so they had management companies and then they turned it into an investment company, kind of very similar to what we're doing with our brand. Um, so I, I noticed that trend and... Uh, the company, I, I really didn't see any companies there that were focused on the mass release model at a high level. I ran into a few companies, of course, that are still doing it, but it's a, it's always a hybrid. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like the Sonder who's 100% into that model. So that was interesting, seeing the industry shift like that. Um, two is there's a lot of new tech, a lot of cool new solutions that are that came from the pandemic that are doing extremely well. Um, I wrote down a few that I just freaking love. Um, let me pull this up here. Uh, all right. So one company, uh, you may, might have heard of them. I think they're just out of two cities. They're called Wash B&B. Have you spoken to them? No. Nope. Okay. So Wash B&B, um, really freaking cool. Uh, I, I suggest, you know, we bring them onto the podcast, talk to the uh, CEO about them. Um, they're, they're doing uh, uh, linen uh, solutions. So what they're doing is going into cities and not just urban markets. What I found about what, what's cool about them is they're moving into secondary markets as well, like an Idlewild or Joshua Tree, whatever it is. And they're providing linen, linen solutions to operators who have 10 units or more. Uh, they're trying to get you know, down to operators or hosts that have one or two units. But right now, because they're in beta and they're, they're in a startup, they're focused on 10 units or more. Uh, and, and to move into a city, they need 100 units or more uh, to move into that city. 
but what they're doing is they're, they come from the hotel world and they've essentially taken what the hotels are doing with the world-class like linens, uh, sheets, pillows, all that stuff. And they partnered with the same type of suppliers um, and the washing machines, the, the wash houses, and uh, they've created a solution for operators. So where you can lease hotel quality linens and uh, just drop them off at your properties or at a drop off location. So I thought that was really cool. I've been waiting for that type of tech to come into place. Uh, they they closed like six million dollars in funding uh, for for their team. They're really growing, um, so I think that's a company to keep our eyes on. Wash B and B. Another company that I thought was really cool is Trusted. Um, they're a behavior tracking tool. So what they're doing is they're tracking the behavior of uh, guests in their uh, in how they use different apps. Right. So I don't exactly know how it works. Right. Tech is a bit above my head, but uh, it's cool because it's almost like um, auto host where auto host can kind of give you a profile on somebody based on fraud and risk of fraud. They're doing this based on their behavior. So they'll give you a risk profile based on if they believe that this person is going to be a problem or not in your property. How that evolves, I'm not 100% sure. There's a lot of risk there, in my opinion, but I just thought that that company was really cool. Uh, of course, host GPO that we've used. Um, I know he's been on the podcast quite a bit, but uh, he, he spoke down there and they were freaking awesome, man. Like, I'm super pumped for those guys. Um, so if you guys haven't checked out host P- GPO, definitely sign up for them. I think you need two listings or three listings or more to sign up for their, their uh, company. Uh, and then lastly is, uh, uh, Enzo Connect. Um, do you remember those guys? Uh, Enzo Connect. They spoke at one of our masterminds. Um, but they're doing like they have some really cool solutions for um, uh, personalizing the tech side. So bringing in human aspects into the tech side, so you can uh, streamline the hosting process. So. There's just some really cool companies popping up. Uh, some other companies that are doing really well that I've noticed is Noiseware. Uh, connected with those guys again, and they're just freaking crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Uh, they they went through their seed uh, or their fund fundraise, so their their team is expanding. I spoke to uh, you know uh, the CEO. I spoke to all their team members, and they're just freaking excited, man, about what they're doing. They're moving into different verticals, new products, stuff like that. Um, so. Yeah, I'm excited about them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can go on forever with this. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, it was freaking awesome. Um, the companies that I, I, you know, that we get to, that I, I, we have been working with, but also watched throughout the years grow, they're doing really well. And then these new companies that are coming up, I think are going to really impact, uh, impact the industry here. Yeah, I'm really interested in Wash B&B because that's, that's like you said, that's something that we've been waiting on for a while because every operator, their, their biggest challenge is the cleaning and the, and the linen and the inventory management side. Um, yep. So Host GPO is, is a really cool company when it comes to that because uh, it's basically for people who don't know what it is. It's a, um, it's a bulk uh, buying service basically for any, any type of furniture or linens or anything you need in your, in your vacation rental. Um, you can get massive discounts, just like the hotels are doing, right? They, they're buying bulk and they're saving a lot of money. So it's basically putting... Uh, 
Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. To, to kind of clarify that a bit, uh, host GPO is group purchasing order. Um, yes. So essentially, you know, you have to be a member of this, uh, of their program. And uh, to be a member, you just have to apply at hostgpo.com. And then it's, uh, you have to have three listings or more to be on there. But essentially, they've negotiated the best deals with like, you know, linen companies and, and furniture companies, all that stuff. And uh, you can purchase things at like 20 to 80% off of retail, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, they have some uh, some really good deals. I, I went on there and had a look before we uh, interviewed um, the CEO on the, on the podcast. Um, but yeah, watch BNB sounds really interesting. Definitely want to learn more about them because uh, yep. that's a big uh, that's a big bottleneck that we see in our Legends X program as well. People running into the you know how do you manage the linens? <clears throat> that's always a big bottleneck. So that's really that's really cool, man. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. As a result, you look super professional, your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y dot com code pad which is p a d yeah so another another thing you mentioned that i want to learn a bit more about is you mentioned that people are more focused right now on the human aspect of of the hosting side right especially when it comes to technology excuse me i just sneezed offline here um (laughs) Yeah, man. I thought that was really interesting. Um, is uh, I thought that was really interesting because it's something that I've been feeling in the industry, the shift ever since COVID. And we all kind of felt that. And that was one of the first things that you and I started uh, preaching to our students and our mastermind members is, yes, have your technology to kind of streamline your business. But right now, guests want to have that human connection to make make sure that they're safe and that they're going into a clean space, right? And we know that right now that uh, advertising clean spaces, pictures of clean spaces, reviews of clean spaces are driving more bookings to properties um, just because guests want to make sure that they're staying with a responsible host, right? So it was something that you and I started preaching in the beginning is like, make your guests uh, feel super comfortable um, and connect with them as much as possible so they can stay at your properties. And we all know that that's challenging at scale, right? To do that at scale. And we talk about this stuff all the time is, uh, you know, try to automate as much of the pro- the business as possible. But I started noticing throughout the year that the, the industry is shifting a bit and it was confirmed by, you know, this week, um, speaking to some of the biggest operators down there, um, you know, from, you know, running hundreds and hundreds of units to speaking with, 
the guys and gals that are really running the data side of, uh, of all of this, that the whole, the whole concept of growing a short-term rental business and automating 100% of the process, uh, I don't think those days exist anymore. I really don't. Like, I think the idea of leasing or, or streamlining the, the customer service specifically because that's the most demanding, right? The customer service side is the most demanding in our industry of responding to questions, dealing with problems, all that stuff. And uh, so many people just want to automate the thing, right? And get VAs and all that other stuff into kind of manage it for you. Um, there, that's where a lot of this these tech companies that are trying to streamline that whole process through AI and all that that other stuff. That's where they're having the biggest problem. Because guests right now still want to connect with a human. They want a human aspect behind customer service. So the big management companies, the big operators, that's their number one challenge is try to figure out is how do we streamline the business as much as possible without giving up this human aspect of our customer, our guest, feeling comfortable connecting with us, all of that. So they can you know stay in our properties and rebook with us in the future. Um, and I think... Think, I'm trying to think who mentioned this. Um, it might have been Steve Milo. It might have been actually, I think it was Steve Schwab. We want our technology to make the hospitality experience stronger, not disconnect us or distance us further from our guest. Right. So, so many companies right now are saying, like, oh, you, we have all this AI. You don't have to talk to guests anymore. Right, we can respond to questions. We can respond to challenges through our automation bots. Right, but now the big companies, the big operators, management companies are saying that they are trying to figure out how to use technology for for marketing, for um, giving the guests what they need to check in, make sure that they have a seamless check in. But the customer service, the connection between the company, the operator, and the guest, they still they want to further humanize that process. And I don't know if anyone's really figured it out yet. Everyone's still trying to figure it out. It's a huge problem. It's a huge challenge. Um, but dude, I'm noticing it with our new property, right? Like, and I was saying this to a few of the legends. Um, when I was growing my management company, I used smart BNB to automate the entire process, right? And I would did my best not to talk to any customer, any guest, unless it was a red flag. Um, now with this new property that we just brought on, you know, we're communicating with the guests because it's only four properties. It's easy for us to, four listings, it's easy for us to put the, the human aspect into this, but I'm noticing the different type of conversations that we're having with these guests that are humanizing the whole process. Like we're connecting with them. There's doesn't seem to be any issues. We had a leak at one of our properties uh, while the guest was there. And because we had that human aspect with them, that connection with them, they didn't complain about it. They're not leaving a bad review. They just communicated with us, right? Where before when I automated everything, we, we ran into so many different challenges. And yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like moving away from the whole corporate feel and bringing in that, that the traditional host level. And then the question becomes, how do you maintain that at scale? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good point. And, you know, my perspective on this is I see, I see the automation and the systems as a way 
to free up your own time so you can spend a little bit more time on building that connection. Because if we have if we have a a guidebook, uh, you know, a beautiful guidebook that we send to the guests, and if we have the automated messages with the info, right, so that we don't get a lot of questions from our guests, and if they if we do get questions, we have a virtual assistant who has a system that she can reference, she or he can reference to respond to those messages, that frees up time for us to, you know, send everybody maybe a, a 30 second video or something where we're like, hey, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the owner of uh, this company. I want to, you know, welcome you to our space. You know, if you have all those systems and automation in place, that frees up time for you to spend a little bit of time on building a connection. And I've always thought that the that little personal touch makes a big difference, right? Because yeah. like you said, you know, it it uh, the guests guests are more forgiving if you're if you're spending some time on that um, than if you're just you know sending them impersonal like automated stuff only. Yeah. So I yeah. think you can combine those things. You know, I think you can. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible to combine the personal touch and the human aspect with using and using technology to um to streamline your operations i don't think those two yeah. bite each other i agree i agree uh the challenge becomes how do you do it at scale right so it's easy yeah. for us to do it at four units right but then when you look at like okay i have 50 units i have 100 units i have 500 units as you start growing how do you maintain that human aspect and i think that is that's the biggest question. And that was the biggest topic that I noticed that most people were talking about was when it, when it comes to the operational side. So this was interesting. Um, uh, they did uh, one morning, they did something called, uh, uh, it was like a shark tank type of, uh, situation. They brought up six new tech companies that were changing the short-term rental industry. And then they had four, um, uh, judges on the side, they were asking them questions, stuff like that. And then at the end of the presentations, the whole room and the ju judges voted on the best new tech, right? Uh, our friends at Autohost uh, were there. So Ella uh, got to meet Ella as well, which was incredible, man. That, that was awesome. Uh, Ella was uh, up on stage presenting for Autohost. So that was really cool. Um, but there were so many different companies that were up there so many different styles. So we had um, Wash B&B, we had Host GPO, we had uh, Ella with uh, AutoHost that does fraud you know, protection against your, your listings. And then they had a couple other companies that were there to purely automate the hosting process, right? Um, what I noticed is that out of those six companies, the companies that fully automated the whole ho hosting process were voted the least. So they got the least amount of votes. And the votes that had the most, the, who actually won was uh, Autohost and um, uh, Host GPO, right? And then third was Wash B&B. So what I'm noticing is that, you know, people are still trying to solve those problems of minimizing fraud, uh, buying furniture at a, at a better discount, right? Because that's a big challenge in this industry as well. Um, and then three is dealing with the, the linens, all that other stuff. But the aspects of removing us from the hosting process are least the least sexy right mm -hmm. now. And I don't know if it's because people, 
there's so many companies in that space. And I don't know if people are, um, they're losing trust in the tech because there's so much that people are trying to solve right now at once. And I think there's a, there's a, a big, there's some time for that tech to really evolve. But uh, also I think it goes back to that point of like, how do I continue to maintain this connection with our guests, knowing that our guests want that, that human aspect to it. And they're not looking for the full automated, just check in, check out a couple of questions. Like it used to be prior to COVID, you know, like I'd never talked to any of my guests, especially mm-hmm. in the urban market. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I think also, um, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to PMS and pricing, um, automated messaging, I, I feel like a lot of the, especially the people that go to a conference like VRMA, I think those people probably have been using that technology for quite a while. So that might be another reason why the focus is shifting a little bit more to, you know, the newer sort of like auto host, host GPO, those companies haven't been around for a while. Um, so they, they're doing, uh, you know, they're focusing on, on, on different things that people probably haven't got, haven't set up yet. So I think that yep. could be a factor as well. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. But that's, uh, but that's super interesting, man. Like, uh, I'm so, again, I'm so bummed that I couldn't be there. Um, but we should, uh, we should go to some more conferences, you know, in the next uh, oh, yeah. few years, not just the VRMRA. Your MA. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put the whole list together. Uh, so when, when I was talking to you know most of the vendors there, they you know they just have event after event that they have scheduled right now that they're just bouncing to. So you know I think after a while it becomes too much where you're seeing the same people having the same conversations, right? But like I think right now it's a good time to get back into it and go to events to specific and be strategic with it. So. You know, um, there were people that I created a list of people I wanted to see. I reached out to them and connected with them. But moving forward, like I'm going to be very strategic with the top X amount of people I want to see, schedule meetings with them before I get down there and specifically, you know, build some relationships with them. Because I think after a while it becomes, becomes the same, but it's the best way to, to truly network with them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the, the takeaways of that uh conference hacking course it's kind of uh, when i first saw that course i was like wow there's a course how to hack a conference that's that's kind of cool but that was uh, yeah that was i mean this is i'm talking like 12 years ago or something a long time ago but but that was uh that was been one of the biggest takeaways is to to be really strategic um about who you want to meet and reach out to those people uh before before you go um but yeah there's i mean I remember a couple of years ago, we made a list of all the conferences and there was a lot of them, you know, and I, you know, I guess with COVID, most of those events have gone virtual or they were canceled, but, uh, but yeah, now probably in 2022 is the, is, is the year that, you know, most of those conferences will be back. So it'll be yep. interesting to, uh, to create a list and, uh, and it's going to be awesome to uh, organize some live events uh, again ourselves. That's right. Oh man, that was that was the other thing. Everyone's asking for a legends event again. So that was uh, uh, that was cool, man. That was really cool to get that feedback that people are super excited for legends events. And this is why this goes back to what we were just saying. Like, yeah, the educational side is very important. Um, but everyone that I spoke to, they got their value. 
from hanging out at the the restaurant or in the um, the lobby, just networking and connecting, right? That's where they got their most value. So VRMA does a really good job organizing, bringing people there. But I think the biggest the biggest takeaway are the people that you can truly build a connection with, right? In in those spaces. So yeah, so uh, you know we're going to be announcing this soon. I guess is a, a you know a, a teaser to this announcement, but. Uh, yeah, uh, in January, we're going to be uh, holding our next in-person Legends event. So super excited about that. We got a lot of work going on behind the scenes, as you know. Um, <laughs> but I started seeding that to the right people at the event um, this week. So uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about putting on our own events again, getting people in in place, really masterminding, really building some connections and having some fun while we do it. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred uh, percent. I can't wait. It's been uh, almost yeah, it'll be two years if we have our event in January. It'll be two years since we did the the one. I'm wearing the shirt actually, Katagena, uh, January 2020. That was a couple months before yeah. before everything uh, happened. So so yeah, super uh, super excited um, about all of this, uh, especially the the mastermind. Super excited about everything that we're doing with the property too. It's a it's a busy time right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's freaking nuts, man. Um, yeah, I, I guess on the the next uh, podcast that we do, we'll we'll go deeper into what we're doing with this uh, this new project. Uh, we're learning a lot, working with some tech companies. Um, you know, of course, the Legends X tech stack, uh, getting all that set up. So we got quite a bit of learning lessons coming up already. Um, but it's exciting, man. Like I, I freaking love build. I love this stage of buying property, building the the brand, getting the tech ready, getting all this building team, dealing with the team, all that stuff. So I'm excited to like really get this property off the ground at a high level and, um, uh, you know, really start. I also want to start expanding. I want to start buying more property. I know <laughs> we just bought this one, but <laughs> I want to yeah. start eyeing up some more projects. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like you've said this a few times, but as we're, you know, as we're getting bookings now and, you know, we're getting guests and everything, it's, it's become really clear to me as well that there's such a big opportunity, you know, cause, cause we're getting booked at higher prices already than, yeah. than the, you know, the, the previous, um, owners, uh, were charging and we, we haven't really, upgraded the experience yet. There's there's still a lot for us to improve. Uh, there's still still a lot for us to do. So it's it yeah, it really uh it really solidified that that idea of like, you know, if you if you have and, and this is true for any business. I have friends who do this as a profession. Like that's the only thing they do. They just they find a business that they think they can, you know, they can improve profit, increase profit by like, you know, 20 to 50 percent. They go in there they you know they make the company work more efficiently and then they sell it you know but they sell it at a higher price because the profit increased so that's something that, that happens in all industries and i think particularly as you've said many times i think right now there's there's a big opportunity for um for people like like us and, and other operators to to look for these type of uh properties that are kind of run in an, in an old school way and uh yeah you know, and, and run it more efficiently and upgrade the experience. Yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, because we are now in, back into the investment and buying side again, it's kind of like buying, buying a new car, right? Like you buy, you buy a new car, 
And then you start noticing that car everywhere. I don't know if, if it's that effect or if it's just the industry moving this way. But uh, the majority of people I spoke to are back into investing. A lot of our legends, most of our legends have switched to the investment model and started buying. People are investing together. Rohan is now investing with, with uh, Jeremy down in Florida. And like, you know, it's crazy. Like all this stuff is going on. And uh, I'm noticing that more tech companies are moving to, to solve that space as well. Mm. We're seeing so many people leaving the master lease side, which uh, I'm very happy about. Like, I, I think like if you can make it work on an individual level uh, and cherry pick them and all of that, and you got your stuff dialed in like a Sonder and making that work and you have your teams and you know, your models, all of that. But I'm not excited about like new, new beginners getting into this industry, renting properties and then re-renting them out to, to make money for the arbitrage. Um, I, I'm noticing, like, I'm not, I'm not crazy about that model anymore. And that's how I got into this industry in the first place. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm noticing everyone is moving into the investment side and uh, dude, people are super excited about what we're doing with our brand and, and uh, it seems like everybody wants to get into like unique spaces and all of that. There's so much money for it right now. There's so many new solutions. There's one company that was popping up over there. Everyone was telling me that I needed to connect with them. I just didn't get a chance to connect with them. Uh, we'll bring them onto the podcast at some point. But they were managers down in Florida. I'm, I'm lacking their name right now. We'll find it. Um, but they've created a solution now where... You, it's almost like crowdfunding where you can buy a percentage of an investment property that they will manage and run. And I freaking love that model. They, they have their management company and that's what you and I did. We figured out the model and our systems, all of that. Then we figured out the value play of acquiring the real estate. Um, so we acquired the real estate. That's where we get our, our wealth from. And then we, we manage it through our processes, our system. So mm-hmm. these companies are popping up all over the place. So I think uh, the next Legends event that we do is going to be very owner-focused, investor-focused. And I think more and more of our conversations are going to be gearing up towards how do you start leveraging your short-term rental management experience into the ownership experience. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point with the master leases because I'm noticing that too. Um, Even some of the people that have been the biggest trailblazers or the the biggest proponents of the master lease model uh i'm noticing that they're starting to get some doubts as well so um it's uh it's it's pretty interesting how that's uh how that's turned since you know it's in kind of the last couple of years or so um cool man well this uh this was fun uh good to uh learn some more about this conference and uh yeah i'm just super excited to get back into meeting people from our industry uh at live events so yeah that's yeah. Right. any final uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up no that's it like uh as always um you know for the listeners uh you know if you want to kind of follow what we're doing day to day the best ways to do that is uh obviously our email uh email list but also uh my instagram and my tiktok so we're really doing our best to to capture in the moment content from the coaching side and then from the investment side as well. So uh, just make sure you guys follow me there, Eric D. Moeller on Instagram and TikTok. How many TikTok followers do you have now? I don't know. I think uh, today we just like surpassed like 22,000, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. It's coming out of nowhere. It's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> we, uh, I ran into so many people down there that um, 
only follow me on TikTok. They found us on TikTok. They don't know us out outside of that channel. And we've only been on there for what? A yeah, month a couple and a months half, or so. Months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny because like I remember when I first saw TikTok, I, I looked at it. I was like, uh, "This is like people doing dances. This is for teenagers." Yeah, you know, I kind of like Snapchat, but uh, it's really evolved into into something that people really use for for a lot of different things. So, really interesting to see how nowadays, like it, this stuff goes so fast. Yeah, you know, like out of nowhere, there's a new platform. And suddenly there's, uh, I read, uh, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I read that, uh, like, I think it's the US where now more hours are spent looking at TikTok videos than YouTube, which completely yep. blew my mind. I mean, how long has TikTok been around? Like yep. a yep. year? Yeah, it's, it's powerful. Um, and what's cool about TikTok, it's really challenging as a creator to create the content for TikTok because it's only a minute long. You can do three minutes, but not too many people are attaching to that and you have three seconds to grab someone's attention yeah. that's how short their attention span is on that platform um but if you can grab their attention then it spreads you know really well we, we're seeing some videos get like a thousand views and then randomly we see videos that hit like eighty thousand a hundred thousand three hundred thousand views and it's like it's crazy how 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 fast it uh expands but it's cool. Like some people are coming up to me and saying like, they're literally building their shorts and rental business by following me and a few other shorts and rental people in the space. And uh, just every day, just getting some minute content that they mm -hmm. uh, action. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Guys uh, follow us on TikTok, And if you're not on TikTok, follow, follow me on Instagram. That's Eric D Miller. That's right. That's how you find him. All right, cool, man. Um, well, this was fun. So thank you. And thank to the listeners. And we'll be back uh, on Monday with another That's episode. That's right. We'll see you then. Peace. Yeah.